This is Getting Stone, the podcast about all things gems and minerals, and I'm your host, Jonna Kreider. Today on Getting Stoned, I have my friend Jay here with us, and he's going to talk about his favorite stone. Hi, Jay. Hey, Jay. How are you? I'm doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing great. So tell me what kind of stone you like. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say thank you for um, for having me on this cool podcast. I think it's awesome of you to do it and just to rant, uh, you know, randomly invite and I, I know you a little bit. So uh, for just first of all, thank you. That's really awesome to be able to do it. And well, then I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you being here because, you know, I like talking about gems and minerals and sharing it with people. And, you know, it's something I enjoy doing. So. Yeah, and the name and the name is really cool too. I mean, I think it's something that like catches people's attention, um, and then like once they dive into it, they find out it's maybe not what they thought it was. But um, you know, either way, I think it's cool because um, you know rocks and stones. Chris, go ahead. <laughs> I say we are talking about stones. Yeah, of course, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping. Actually, you know, I was hoping that like the name of your podcast might be the reason that Elon Musk comes on someday, just because he likes. You know, he likes funny stuff and, uh, you know, love to have him on here. He told me his favorite mineral was pyrite once. And yeah, I remember that. I do. I actually um, I was paying attention because I think you mentioned Moldavite in that in that thread. And it got me looking at Moldavite. And I've since, you know, I've got one myself. Uh, it's, it's probably my it's not. I mean, I my favorite stone is Shungite, but Moldavite is way up there as well. I think my favorite is Moldavite, and it's because, like, Daryl, the one who taught me how to wire wrap, he used, um, well, he had a lot of interesting experiences with Moldavite, but he used my piece that I have, my very first piece, to teach me how to wire wrap. Oh, that's a really awesome first first yeah. stone to wrap. Well, he wrapped it. I watched him, and then I studied it, and he would just, he would just say, just study and look how I wrapped it. And, um, you know... One of the things I'm really good at is looking at and mimicking, I guess you could say. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of like an artist will look at a drawing and then try to sketch it. Um, so that's kind of yeah. what I did with, that's how I learned. And then he set me down with other pieces to teach me how to rap. He started me with the, um, with the pendants. And yeah. um, the thing about it is, for me, like in typical wire wrapping, there's like, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a loose style where you take two wires and twist them together and just wrap them around the stone. That was Yeah, hard I've done a little me. bit. I've done a little bit of wire wrapping, so I'm familiar, yeah. yeah that, that easy one, that was hard for me. That was really hard for me. It was the complicated ones that I got with no problem. So it's like, it was back, and Daryl would be like, this is backwards. You're supposed to learn this way first. <laughs> you know, it's it's really interesting that you talk about that because your first stone that you saw being wrapped was a Moldavite. And then like, I don't know how many years later, like after, and I, I think that I, I found you on Twitter because Elon Musk talked to you. And then um, a little while later, you know, I think he mentioned you, you were talking about his favorite mineral. And so I ended up buying a Moldavite because you talked about Moldavite and then I wrapped it for myself. Oh, cool. And the reason I did that is because of a pendant that I bought from you, like shortly after I think Elon tweeted to you the first time. And that really inspired me. You know, I looked at it and I, I, I work with my hands every day and I, I really like the creative stuff and artistic side of things. And I looked at it and I just thought, man, this is inspiring. And it really did. It inspired me to, um, I've got like a whole toolbox full of wire, wire wrapping stuff. And, um, you know, it was really the shungite that got me going. 
Yeah, I have a, um, one of my neighbors gave me, it's an old media center. It's not really a media center. It's like a computer, one of those big fancy cherry wood things. Uh-huh. And it's full of wire and tools and jewelry. it's a mess. <laughs> you know, what's really interesting is that like for me, um, and I want to talk about Shungai, but for me, um, it's, it's almost like become therapy. You know, if I'm in my head too much or there's so much going on, like I can just get, I can get my stones out and get the wire out and, you know, put stuff together. So like, you know, anybody who knows me, um, you know, or lives near me or even, you know, family who lives kind of far away, I think I've probably wrapped either a necklace or a bracelet or something for everybody I know. Um, at this point, you know mostly, sh- mostly with Shanghai, though, it is very therapeutic. And um, when well, when my mother was dying, she was in hospice. Um, at the time I was painting, like I would do these cool abstract art pieces. And my mom was in and out the hospital so much and then wound up in a nursing home. And I was working like 40 to 80 hours a week trying to support her. And yeah. Daryl was teaching me how to rap and I just really I couldn't take my paint kits to the hospital with me. I couldn't like pack up my artist stuff and go to the hospital, you know? So it wound up being wire and tools. And that was, that got me through um, sitting by her side either in the ER or um, by her side when she was in hospice. But it wasn't really until like I was sitting there wire wrapping, just trying to figure out what to do with some copper and quartz and one yeah. of the nurses was like, oh, my God, that's cool. How much for it? And I didn't, you know, I just threw a random number out there. I think I told her, like, 25, and she paid for it on the yeah. spot. And that, and Daryl was like, oh, yeah, you're going to make money doing this. And I was just like, really? Like, everybody does it, you know? Like, I was very, like, low self-esteem. And it really just, it helped me build myself up in that respect. And it got me through a lot of hard times, whether watching my mother die or going through my divorce. You know, like I even had, I mean, Elon Musk, out of all people in the world, was talking about minerals with me. You know, yeah. it, it's been a, it's been quite a journey. You know, you really just, um, you really just set me up for the, for what I wanted to talk about with Shungite because, um, you know, you talk about your journey and, and Shungite has really probably been the thing that has been the most consistent in my journey. And, you know, you talked about Elon Musk and, and some of the things that he's done. And, and one of the things that I'm, I'm really curious about as I kind of start talking about Shungite is I, I wonder if and how much Tesla and or SpaceX actually uses minerals like Shungite. And I, just a little bit of digging I've done, um, I found that it potentially has a lot of uses in uh, lithium ion batteries and, and potentially even rocket fuel and other parts because it's, it's actually conductive. Um, you know, it conducts electricity. So that's like a big thing that's cool about it. I didn't um, know that about Shanghai. I mean, I didn't know like it would be, it could be used in like aerospace technology either. You know, I know it from the metaphysical side and um, I make water with it. You know, you can drink Shanghai water. Oh, absolutely. Uh, same here. We do the same thing at my house. That's what I'm drinking now. Um, <laughs> you know, th- this is what's cool about Shanghai. And I feel like it's kind of just been like this roundabout I- entry into this thing, but you know, it's like, it's like a 3 billion year old rock or so, you know, and who knows if that's accurate, but either way, I like to tell people it's like, it's like your oldest living relative on the planet. You know, this thing is like, it has, it has its own energy, its own vibration that it carries and, and literally nothing can mess with it, you know? And um, when I found out that you can use it in your house or, you know, if you have a lot of Wi-Fi signal or cell phone signal, and it really mitigates that, 
you know, and changes it into a more healthy energy for humans. And a lot of people probably just glance over that and don't pay any attention. But so you've got this, this rock that's 3 billion years old that has like, it's not just cool. I mean, it's not just a metaphysical thing. Like it has actual, you know, tangible uses, you know, at your house. And, and then, you know, take it even further. I've got shungite powder and that's pretty amazing because I found out, I spent a lot of, uh, quite a lot of my career in paint of all things. And then found out just recently that um, carbon black pigment is one of the major sources of that is shungite itself. So it's, it's like, if you, you know, DIY crafts, if you want to play with black pigment, you know, make some, you know, do some painting or maybe do like a, um, you know, like a conductive drawing where, you know, you draw a little city and hook a battery up and a little light, you know, all that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, uh, it's really cool. I think that um, the biggest thing though, and uh, I'll ask you kind of how it's helped you, but the biggest thing is how it's helped me personally. And, and really, you know, since probably about five or six years ago, um, I think I heard about it first. And then I finally decided after I saw that Elon tweeted to you and, and you, you wrap jewelry, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to find out if she has Shungite. So that got me into it. And from there, um, I've really been on a, a crazy journey. And, and it's been one that like, you know, I won't say it's, it's easy. It hasn't been easy, but it's been obvious that it's, it's what has needed to happen in my life. And just about anyone else that I've shared Shungite with has kind of said the same thing. So, um, but I'm curious, how is it, how, how it has helped you, or if you've noticed anything, you know, just from, well, from Carrie and Shungite. I first came across in, um, when I was managing a friend's gallery in Dallas before the whole saga, my uh, divorce and everything. And um, she, uh, she had this book about it. And I thought, okay, this is a cool stone. So I started researching it and, um, you know, and I wound up actually getting in contact with some, I don't know if he owns the mine or worked for the mine owners or was a representative, but I think there's two or three mines in Russia. Now there's only one source of Shanghai and it's in Russia. Right. Correct. And it gets his name from the uh, river there. And uh, I, I have to really look up the river, but I can't remember it by heart, but, um, or is either the Creek or the river or is a waterway. And you're, you're all over it. Yeah, definitely. It's right in there. <laughs> and the guy reached out to me. I don't know if he reached out to me. Or I reached out to him and he's like, you know, if you write a blog and I wound up um, having that blog was taken down. Um, my ex owned the domain mm -hmm. and he actually took that down and I lost some of my stuff on it. But at the time he had me, he's like, if you write a blog about Shanghai and just include a couple of links to our online store, we'll send you some Shanghai. So I said, okay, cool. You know, I'm thinking it's going to be one piece. No, this dude sent me um, a, a Shungite pyramid that's probably around $100. Uh, nice. I have a Shungite uh, tetrahedron. Um, yeah, it's a tetrahedron shaped. Um, mm -hmm. I had several Shungite chips that was used to make water, but I wire wrapped those and gave a lot of those away to people as like little gifts here and there. And yeah. um, a Shungite pendant that um, I wound up ended up selling. Um, I was going to keep it. It was a really cool geometrical, like I think it was like a pyramid. And um, I, I wound up selling it. And just um, a few like other uh, hand palm stones that I still have. So I have like a Shungite palm, palm stone, um, some beads, the pyramid, and the um, the tetrahedron. And um, in fact, I'll include the picture of the Shungite tetrahedron um, for this episode. Um, okay. Yeah, that way you can see what I have there. Um, so, 
I make uh I did a water experiment because everybody was like shungite water, shungite water. And you know, a lot of people think that's weird. You put rocks in water and you drink it, that's weird. Yeah. But you gotta think about where does water come from? You know, right. what does water cut through? It cuts through minerals. But you know, so what we did, um uh my friend who owned the gallery now we did an experiment. We had a glass pitcher and um several of her shungite pieces. And we, you know, after I thoroughly washed it, and then once the stuff that he sent came in, I used some of mine as well. So we thoroughly cleaned everything just to make sure, you know, there was no dirt or grime, you know, other people's fingerprints, stuff like that. And we put it in tap water, just pure tap water, and we covered it up with a paper towel. And they say, like, when you make a shungite water, you don't put it in the sun. You just put it, like, in a dark room somewhere and just leave it for two to three weeks. So we did that. And I'm telling you, it changed. I did. We did before we took uh, drank the water. We did. Um, we took a sip of tap water as is, and then yep. to compare it with the shunga, and it was completely different flavor. Like there was a whole nother taste to it. You, it tasted crisp. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just, it was delicious. And, you know, when I let my other friend who came out said, try this water, she's like, oh, my goodness, what brand is this? I'm like, this is tap water. And then I let her try the tap water. And she was like, no, this is not the same. Ta- this is not the same water. I was like, yes, it is. Yeah. And then um, I wound up telling her about Shungite. And that's what changed the water. It changed the chemical composition of the water. You know, it's so cool is if you go digging around the Internet, and my hope is that we'll say Shungite enough times on this episode that that someone goes and does the research for themselves because you know, it really is, is pretty amazing. I, uh, I think that there's stories and I could get this totally wrong. So forgive me, but I think Peter the great actually not only had one of the, like the most publicized like spas, I think this was in the mid 1800s. Um, I've heard about that. There was a Shungite spa in, uh, in yeah. Russia even. Yeah. Somewhere in Russia. Yeah. And, and then it, it went on to, there were, there, there are legends or stories of, of um, several other, you know, just big name uh, people in history that that have used it or have you know uh, benefited from it and uh, the, you know the, the, I think the thing with the water is pretty remarkable and the thing that I think to me the reason that it works is you know again it carries its own specific energy and it's it's like a, a very much at least according to the internet a very much a healing energy and so if it can filter water and this is what's important I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize i mean you know there's there's carbon filters where you take a bunch of really small pieces of rock and run water through it and it filters it yeah, out I've heard about that. and then there's, with shungite you can actually just put the the rock one rock or multiple rocks or a pile of rocks in the water i've even read that you can put it next to the water not inside but next to it and that's what's fascinating to me is that that i think for me is why it became an everyday carry like i literally don't leave the house without shungite I've forgotten my wallet and phone and other things, but I like, I literally don't forget my rocks. Um, and I think that it has had that, that effect. I, th- I think that just, just having it next to me, I think it's been three years now or more. And I, I, I notice it if it's not there, it, it like keeps me, you know, I, I was thinking about this, Jenna, um, you know, the name of, of your podcast is getting stoned. And I thought about what, what Shungite does for me. And I, and I don't know that it gets me stoned, but I think it, it keeps me, keeps me lifted you know um and because i i notice it immediately if i don't have it so I, you know this is just a, a cool opportunity to get on here and talk about rocks and yeah um, it's nice to know it's nice to know other people are interested enough 
you know, to want to do it as well. All right, so you want to hear something cool, right? We were just talking about research. Um, Science Daily, yeah. uh, there was a study from the uh, Rice University. Um, anyway, so they did a study on treated carbon and found that it pulls radioactive elements from water. And they, uh, the researchers have developed unique sorbents that targeted the Fukushima accident site. And this was back in 2017. And um, yeah. um is one of the minerals that was used in this study. And it says, and I'm going to link it too. Um, it says, the material makes good use of the porous nature of two specific sources of carbon. Um, one is an inexpensive coke-derived powder known as C-Sil-F, used by the oil industry as an additive to drilling fluids. The other is a naturally occurring carbon-heavy mineral called shungite, found mainly in Russia. And then it goes to yeah. uh, talk about the results. And um, they say, we know we can use the graphene oxide to trap light radioactive elements of relevance to the Fukushima, Fukushima cleanup. Um, namely, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, cesium and strontium. Um, but in the second study, they learned they can move from graphene oxide, which remains uh, pretty expensive and harder for them to make, to really cheap oxidized yeah. coke and related carbons to trap the elements. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, and again, I think that's that's something that you think about that most people have never heard of it. And um you know, it's funny. I, I usually I, another question I had for you is um, I have recently started, you know, and I say started because I, I it seems like every three months I have to buy more shungite because I give it all away. Like I literally give it to strangers. If somebody's having a hard time or, you know, can't figure figure it out or whatever, it's like, hey, you know what? Have you heard of this? And I, I give it to them, write it down and tell them to look it up. But um, where do you, where are good sources for you to to purchase shungite? Um, or other, mine other are always mine always came yep. to me as a gift, but the source, the guy that gave it to me, um, and I'll put his link in here too, is a shung, uh, it's shungit, s h u n g i t, and I have to see if I hope they're still in operation. G i t, it's s h u n g i t, gifts. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, shungai is it dash or underscore gifts? Um, okay. I'm gonna see but i got it from them and um this was back in 2000 i want to say 16 that they gave it to me and there was another theory too about shungite and water that because shungite has uh these little molecules called buckyballs um yes, very familiar. yeah so they were using that in alzheimer's treatments but i don't know the like the progress of that you know like there was a big to do about it you know um and on the web a few years ago about how uh, fullerenes and buckyballs were helped reversing yeah. or reducing the effects of Alzheimer's in rats. And shungite is the only known natural source of this molecule. The others, they have to genetically modify it in the lab. Yeah, absolutely. I think I did read that. And then there's also, um, there's also articles about its antiseptic properties, um, especially for skin, you know, skin conditions or even like, you know, and I'm not a doctor, but sometimes I play one on TV you know, um, in minor infections, things like that, it, it's, it's actually super, super effective, uh, you know, effective and, uh, surprising, you know, it's, it's affordable, at least now. I mean, there's articles that I've seen that, that talk about how it could be a lot more expensive in the future, but, um, just a lot of uses, you know, I, I think a lot of people want to look at, look at the community of people that carry the rocks and the crystals in their pocket as a bunch of, you know, quacks or, 
Yeah. I don't, a lot of people I don't even know the term. Know, and that's how there is a lot of fakes out there, not just Shungite, but there's a lot of scammers too. Yeah. Um, and what it is, they just they target anybody and everybody, you know. Um, yeah. I've came across, and I really think it's a scam. I mean, from what I've heard from other people talking about Azestulite, you know, and Robert Simmons, like, you know, I've never really interacted with him, and I hope I don't need to, but I've just heard stories about how they like to trademark stones and then resell a stone, say, oh, this is a new stone, sure. and so-and-so, God blessed it, so now it's like $150. So, you know, that's a really good point. It's a good point. Um, and it's since, you know, I, we've, we've talked about Shungite a lot. Um, I've actually bought fake Shungite on accident twice, once in real life, you know, in a shop, and then once online. And you can test Shungite because, again, it conducts electricity. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a, a voltmeter, you can literally you can check, also, it, check well, it. For me, computer. you can also feel the energy of the stones. Like a lot of people think made up oh, but yeah. you can like i can feel the energies of the stones like i can tell you if there's a moldavite that's real or fake i can i can definitely tap in and feel that you know um yeah no question about it again for me for me it's just because i keep them with me all the time this is why i mentioned staying lifted um if i don't have my rocks you know whether it's moldavite which i carry with me every day and shungite every day i really feel it i can feel the energy it's really like an energy loss it almost feels like you know i, I think i've gotten used to having it with me all the time but um, you know, just definitely it. something that people that don't, you know, people that aren't, aren't aware of it, you know, just check it out. I don't, I don't want to make any crazy claims, but th- at the same time, I, I definitely would like for people to, to try it out and prove me wrong. Yeah. You know, I shared my experience with my first time with Moldavite in another episode that'll be coming out before this one. But basically, you know, for me, I couldn't, like, I was completely closed. I couldn't sense anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, yeah the store owner who was selling the Moldavite, like they let me hold like about two or $3,000 worth. It was how much it was at the time. And I'm telling you, man, when I felt it, it was, I had lightning strike within three feet of me when I was a kid, like checking the mail one day. And, you know, it was funny because I walked up to my mom and my hair was standing straight up. I was like, what, Jonah, what happened? I was like, I saw a flash of light. <laughs> And, you know, you can see the mark on the ground from the lightning. I was just like, whoa, you know, it was, it was pretty kind of, it was kind of like a rush. But um, it was like, it was more intense than that, The my first experience with Moldavite. And um, it's like the only way I can compare it. It's like this insane rush of electricity. Um, so, you know, stones have a way of interacting with us. And I collect, I started collecting, you know, since 2007 but I didn't really get serious about collecting until I started blogging and then started like, you know, yeah. wire wrapping and learning about the stones I work with, you know, cause you have to like, if you're going to sell, you have to know what you're selling, you know? Oh, absolutely. And that's the main thing that, and Daryl would always tell me, you need to study the stones. You can't just wrap and say, Oh, this is a stone. I hear by it. And it does this. You got to know exactly what it does and how it benefits somebody and you know, absolutely. the history and stuff. So do you have a favorite rock shop or shops or places that you, you purchase I your do. stones from? Um, when I'm in Atlanta, I love Crystal Blue. Um, that was the first place I ever started buying crystals from. Um, in Dallas, there's this really cool spot called Rock Barrel. Oh, my God. It's heaven. And uh, here in Baton okay. Rouge, there's Bohemian Cove and Coyote Moon. But online, I uh, there's Colorado Gemworks and Silver and Moldavite. 
What I like about silver and Moldavite okay. is when I buy my Moldavite for her, especially the high-end pieces, she sends a certificate of authenticity. So when I sell it, I just give that certificate to my customer, you know? So I like how she yeah. does that. So there's a there's a shop, and I'm not sure about – I don't know if they have a website. I think that they probably have a basic website. I'm not sure if they're on Twitter. But it's in a town called Port Townsend, Washington, and it's called Phoenix Rising. And it's it's like this little, like, mystical town, like, oh, right on the beautiful. Puget Sound. And it, it's an amazing, amazing place. And in the shop, uh, the owner – you know, it just seems like the kind of place that's just been there forever. Like, you should shoot a movie – and use this place as a prop. It's it's just amazing the energy inside of there. That's where I got my moldavite. You know, right shortly after you you and Elon were talking about minerals on Twitter, I just said, okay, I got I have to go hold some moldavite. You know, and and I did and immediately bought it. I don't think I've taken it off. May I take it off to sleep because I can't sleep if I leave it on. Interestingly enough, you know, Daryl told me um, when he first did my moldavite, he said, what you need is a rose quartz. The rose quartz will help you ground the energy better. Oh, that, well, Shanghai does do that for me. I, you know, it's just, uh, uh, it gives me, I think it gives me a lot of mental, yeah. mental energy. And so, you know, when it's time to unwind. And I, I think the reason why Daryl said rose quartz, because rose quartz is about your heart chakra. So it's, it helps you ground it into your heart versus instead of into your, like your root. So. Yeah. You know, that, that does make sense. Like most of the green stones are heart yeah, chakra. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. After that, that's, uh, you know, it's pretty fun to be able to just, just sit around and kind of talk rocks. We can do this uh, all day. It's a random thing. <laughs> I, I'm, it's funny. I'm a grown man and I work with a whole bunch of, you know, other grown men kind of, I, I don't want to say tough guys, but we work hard. We work with, with our hands on a big crew and, and, um, they've all heard me talk about this all the time. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think every one of them has rocks in their pockets now. So it's normal for me. It's normal for me. It's not necessarily normal for the rest that, of the world. You know though. what? I've, um, I've had women, we put rocks in our bra, you know, okay. in our pocket, you know, <laughs> it's not just me. Like most of the women, like if you. I, I've heard that. No, I have heard that. Um, interesting. I mean, you yeah, know, it's, it's a, a pocket, exactly. right? It's a pocket. It's a, it's a physical pocket, but it's still a pocket. <laughs> yeah there are some there um and i had somebody asking me if i sold these and i had no idea what they were but i had a lady ask me do you sell yanni eggs and i'm like what is a yanni egg and come to find out it's a certain type of uh crystal it can be made from any kind of stone okay. but its purpose it only has one purpose and it's to stick up there for uh yes Oh, good. <laughs> so there's a lot of people okay. who, uh, swear by it, but I was like, no, I don't sell that. But it sounds <laughs> interesting, though. You know, I mean, honestly, uh, it wouldn't surprise me and it wouldn't be surprised me if there's like, you know, benefits that people just aren't aware of. You know, I mean, I think that every time um, every time I get a new stone or go into a new rock shop and I find something I haven't seen before, I hear you talk about something I haven't heard of before. It's like you do a little bit of digging and there's usually a lot more to it, you know, than just on the I surface. I think that's so the whole beauty of this whole industry, especially with gems and minerals, because gems and minerals are older than pretty much time. You know, they're part of this planet, which is billions and billions yeah. of years old. You know, but 
you know, to that point, I mentioned how old Shungai is. I mean, the thing about rocks is, you know, most all of them are way older than us, and they're also going to be here yeah. way after we're gone, right? So I think it's cool that, you know, whether you dig up a rock in the yard or find one on the beach or go to a rock shop or whatever, you know, that rock has been here before, most of them before humans were here, you know, just hanging out. And now now here we are in this moment in time, and, and you decided that you like it so much that you want to hang out with it for a little while. And it's all temporary, right? I mean, uh, at some point, the rock's going to end up either back in some shop or probably laying on the ground somewhere in the future. But in this moment, you know, they're valuable to us and, and we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so we cool. do. I, you know, I partially believe like, you know, like, you know how people say animals have souls. I do believe in their own way. Crystals are living yeah. beings. They may not be breathing or talking or moving, but you know, everything yeah. has a different frequency and everything resonates at different vibes. Again, I think what's interesting is, you know, it's another one of those things at face value. It sounds crazy, right? But the more you dig, the more you dig, uh, the more you find out. And uh, I believe it. I do. I mean, I, you know, I, I guess because it's helped me personally, I, you know, I felt I felt inclined to, to share my, you know, my journey and at least part of it. Um, I didn't want to make it about me, though. I don't want to tell too many stories. I have a lot more, but I think it's important that people find stuff out for themselves. That's yeah. how I found out. So again just grateful that we're able to do this and uh, i hope you continue to do it and invite a whole bunch more people on and we gotta get elon uh, on here elon musk it. if you're listening i want you on my i want you to come get stoned with me and let's talk about pyrite let's do this and i need to know about shungan i've actually reached out to him a few times um i'm pretty sure that, that elon is is aware of all the known minerals and how to okay. use them but um i would like to know a little personal gratification i guess satisfaction that i'm on the right path there was a, um, and I thought this was really cool too, talking about the minerals and how like the properties they have. I can't remember. Um, I'm trying to find it now. And there was a, a crystal. Here we go. Here we go. It's a quartz crystal. Okay. Oh, it's a quartz coin. And mm -hmm. Forbes did the article on it. And it can hold a total of 360 terabytes or terabits of data. Terabyte. Yeah. For billions of years. Yeah. So can you imagine, like, you take a quartz crystal and you put data on it, and then our species somehow managed to either die off, and then but there's another benevolent species out there that finds this, and they can decode that. That is fascinating to me. And, I mean, I have a couple of, of like, really large quartz crystals that, um, you know, that I, I have heard that about, you know, they do store energy. Um, and information and all kinds of things. Um, I, I, hope to, I hope to get that far down the rabbit hole. You know, I know there's a lot of people that really do get into it and, and you know, can really tune in. I think that's what it is. I think the rocks are, are you know, they all have their own frequency, their own vibration. And, and you know, we go through our busy days in society and all the things that, that mm -hmm. come, up, come at us and, you know, the toxins and different things. And so, you know, you'll hand somebody a rock and they'll say, no, I don't feel anything but they're so far off of where that rock is at, you know? And, and I think that when people get quiet, when you calm down, you mentioned being able to feel that energy. Um, I certainly can. I, I couldn't necessarily right off the bat, but I can. And I think that, um, you know, for people who are looking for help, uh, there's a lot of help there in is. crystals. It's, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty, you cool. know, the thing about it is with crystals too, not yeah. everybody, like you said, not everybody's tuned into the right frequency and that's okay. 
you know, and that's one thing Daryl yeah. would always tell me is that, you know, sometimes maybe it's not meant for you to feel it, you know, um, and maybe that's that right. stone's not meant for you. And, you know, they have a way of finding the people they belong to. Agreed. And it's funny you say that, you know, I've got, I always kind of change depending on where I've got my rocks set up in my house, you know. I wake up in the morning and, you know, I get dressed and I, before I, I leave the house, I decide which rocks to grab. And I've always got a couple that I always grab, but sometimes I'll, I'll see one and think, you know, I'm going to grab that today. Maybe it's like a tiger's eye or something. I think I want to get a lot done. And like, before I can touch it, it's almost like it jumps right off the shelf onto the floor. And it's like, it's okay, like not nope, not me. Not, not today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny how it happens, you know, and I'm sure I hit it with my finger, but um, they, they kind of tell you whether or not it's there for you or not. I it is funny how that works. back here. yeah yeah stones are cool and i really like um i just i really like the vibe of them just having them around you know you got to be careful with the toxic ones though but i'm yes absolutely and i'm glad you brought that up because i thought about um i think that we talked i don't know it was a few months ago we had a brief conversation and the one thing that i said was um we talked about uh don't doubt your vibe right and uh, and believe in good, right? So believe in good and don't doubt your vibe. And I, and I wanted to kind of bring this up because I think it's cool. I think that's what that's what crystals are all about. I think that I, I was thinking about this when I first started reading about them. You don't ever find a you know you don't ever find an article about like this crystal and it's like what is it used for? And it's like, well, this crystal will put you in a bad mood and ruin your day and spoil all yeah, your relationships. You, you know, it's like it's all good. It's all good. Right. Like it's all good uplifting stuff. It's like, no, this one will help you with your relationship. This one will make you, you know, this or that, or this one helps with the digestion. Um, and so I like, I think that to, to get involved and to be involved in crystals and rocks is kind of like, first you have to believe in good, you know, cause otherwise like, forget it. I mean, you might as well not even do it to begin with. And then once you start getting it, it's like, don't doubt your vibe, right? Like you, you find a rock that you are just vibing with and, or that it like increases your vibe or like, you know, you have an amazing day. And so I wanted to bring that up. You brought up the vibe part. So um, that that's, again, just a really, you know, just kind of way to shoe it into to your podcast and, and uh, you know, maybe. Yeah, well, it. I like that idea. I definitely like that idea. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who do use them too, to con and hurt others. So you do have yeah, to, absolutely. like, anybody out here who's listening, you follow your heart. Because your heart does know what's best. You can, your heart can tell you whether or not somebody's scamming you. It, it just won't feel right. And I, I had somebody, his name right. was um, Hakeem. He had a store in Dallas. And he, he said that, you know, he said there's a certain resonance that aligns with truth. And you will know it to be true. Like, you'll just know. And I've experienced that, you know. I can, it, it helps you see, like, what's true and what's not and it helps you cut through the illusions. And sometimes those illusions, you don't, you're not able to cut through them for some time. But once you know and learn how to trust yourself, and this is a, something I've been learning how to do. You know, I still have issues, but it's a work in progress. But once you learn, start trusting yourself, yeah, you'll course. know. And there's some things that I've known just randomly like I knew this was going to happen or I knew that was going to happen and nothing major just like I know this piece of stone sure. is going to fall right before it falls and he said that's a frequency right. and you know he, yes 
it's your intuition, yeah. right? Your gut. I mean, when you learn how to tie into that and learn how to trust that. And I think that ties into the to rocks and crystals as well, because that's exactly, I think, how they, yes, they, they help me. They actually enhance that, but it can guide you. And yeah. so anybody out there listening, they're like, oh, I want to buy, but I don't know who to buy for, buy from. Trust yourself. You know, yeah. that's the I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, I think it's all about the intention, right? It's something I was thinking about before before the the podcast is that, you know, no matter what stone, you know, you use or you like or which one resonates with you, it's like important, I think, that that there's like an intention that you set. Like, I I want this, you know, to, it can be simple. Like, hey, I'm just going to put it in my pocket and it's going to help distract me from all the stress of the day or it can go as far as like, I've got this physical condition that I need help with. So, you know, my intention is that this helps me. I think that it's really important um, that you, you know, you're intentional with it. And I think from there is how you, you can trust your instinct. You know, if you start off saying, Hey, I'm trying to, you know, whatever, become my greatest version of myself or, you know, lose weight or whatever it is. And those are your intentions. um, It's a lot easier to then trust yourself. You know, when you go to buy something like, is this going to work for what I'm looking for? And it's funny how those, in, you know, the intuition or your gut or whatever it is just really, you know, they, it does speak to you when you learn how to, how yep. to listen. It really does. Yep. So, Shanghai, is, are there any other stones you would like to talk about? Um, you know, I, I think that I, I would definitely be open to coming back on and talking some more about different uh, different stones. I think that uh, we've talked a lot about Shanghai. I have a lot. And again, Moldavite has some awesome oh legends that surround it and, and myths and, and things. And I, I would love to, to do that. I think that, uh, again, okay. maybe on like another episode in the future. I don't mean to invite myself. I mean, you certainly don't have to ever have oh, me back. No, I, to, but, like I said, um, I could talk to Arrow. We could talk all day about stones. Yeah. So. yeah I think, but it, I wanted to bring up just Shungai to begin with. I think it's a good like beginner um, has a lot of uses. Like it doesn't just have to be something you keep in your pocket, but you know, you can filter your water with it or clean, you know, uh, clean your water with it. Um, it's good for your pets. I mean, it's just a good, good to have in your home, good for cell phone signals, all that stuff. So, uh, that, that was really the, the main thing is I, I was hoping that maybe somebody listen, listening would, would go explore. And, yeah. It's and, a good uh, stone. So. It's an all around good stone. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, If you are enjoying my short and sweet podcast, then allow me to invite you to join my community of gem and mineral enthusiasts on Patreon. For only a dollar a month, you get early access to new episodes of Getting Stone, free goodies such as my free guide to starting your own mineral collection, and free exclusive Patreon-only content, along with a forever discount for anything you find yourself wanting in my online store. The link to join is in the episode description below.